Running with Jake, the podcast. On this episode, there is clothing that blocks the sun as well. There's a lot of running products that are quite mesh based to encourage breathability, of course, but the problem with the mesh is light can get through it. Running with Jake, the podcast. Because every runner needs the occasional plot, and here's your host, Jake Lowe. Welcome to another episode of Running With Jake, the podcast, your weekly dose of running motivation. If you are listening on the day that this episode is released, which is Wednesday, then I hope you've had a marvellous week so far and we can make it better, not worse. We certainly don't want to do that. We want to get you fired up, get you ready for an awesome week of running, great weekend of running. That's what this show's all about. Got a great episode for you today. Almost never happened. We had a slight technical issue before the start of the show. I was concerned that I would not be able to hear Pete, the producer of the podcast. I thought we had major problems in the studio here. Actually, it it just turns out that my headphones were not actually on my ears. They were just sort of balanced <laughs> on my head there. Jake, honestly, um, you sometimes get yourself a bit too wound up. Mm. You're going, why can't I hear myself? Why can't I hear myself? Why can't I hear myself? And there they are on the top of your head like blooming Princess Leia's hair buns. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just... They were precariously balanced on the top of my head, which is, which is why I couldn't hear myself, I couldn't hear you. I do laugh at people, obviously, on the inside. You know, with the whole, where's my glasses, where's my glasses, they're actually on your head or they're around your neck. And I think, how can people make that mistake? Clearly, people can make that mistake. I, I Maybe I'm moving into that age category now where I'm unsure. I don't wear glasses, so it's headphones. So I misplace my headphones and they're actually just balanced on top of my head. Anyway, we are here. We are super fired up. And it's it's a funny, it's a, been a funny, couple of weeks I feel that's possibly why I'm a little bit out of sorts so breaking news and this is breaking news I feel I actually joined the local running club last week I joined the local running club that is that's pretty hot news it is yeah because you move around a lot don't you I mean how many how many house moves have you had in the last 20 years I don't even know I, I mean are you serious right, right? Like, uh, honestly, honestly I, how many I kid you not I kid you not I actually have this on, uh, I've saved it in the notes or my past addresses. No, I'm serious now. Yeah, yeah. This is no. This is going to shock you now. <laughs> I'm, I'm deadly serious. Hang on. Let's have a look. The only reason I want to get this this deep into it is so that the audience have a, a, a absolute, you know, sort of idea of of what we're talking about here. Twenty three. I've moved twenty three times. Twenty three times in the last twenty years. Well, this is it because I I left. I think I left home. Home like mums. Uh, when I was 21? Yeah. I think I was 21. I'm now 44. I've moved 22, 23 times. That's a lot. That's a lot of moves. That's a lot of packing. So, obviously, you don't really stay in one place for that long, really. I mean, I know you do have, like, last time, your last address was pretty stable, but you didn't, you kind mm. of got involved in the running community there, but you don't often do you. So, I think for you to go to a running club and to get involved, that's a big thing. And first introductions to which running club, where did you go, what happened, how was it? So, it was WADAC, as they are known, which is Winchester and District WADAC. Winchester and District, got to be Athletics Club, hasn't it, I guess. Look, I'm new, <laughs> I don't really know, but they call themselves <laughs> WADAC so. anyway. And it is actually a big big thing we, we we joke about this but there's definitely some truth to it so i do move around a lot now <laughs> i'm a bit more settled it has to be said martina as a vet she moves and we go where her work is i'm pretty certain we're going to stay in winchester for the long term we absolutely love it you know we i mentioned this a lot on the show i mentioned it on strava when i upload my sessions we're like oh i love running around winchester so it's an amazing place and i thought you know i, I just i feel i want to meet people i need friends i need to get some more friends and that 
I don't think that's easy as you get older in life because when you, especially if you work from home as I do predominantly, so you don't really have colleagues. I speak to you, Pete. I speak to my runners. I speak to guests on the podcast and stuff. I connect with friends back up in Derby where I'm from originally. But actually new friends are really hard to build. And I think at this age it's difficult because people's social circles are pretty much established, aren't they? They're like, they've got their little routine. They don't need more friends, whereas I'm on, on the lookout for more friends. So... So that's why I joined the club, because actually I'm not like a big fan of running in the evening. I struggle with that a little bit. I prefer just running in the day. It's easy for me to just get out. But I thought, Jake, look, if you, you really got to just throw yourself into this. Otherwise, you're never going to meet anyone, mate. And you're just going to be kind of on your own in the house all the time. So just do it. And with Martina studying at home at the moment, like every day, seven days a week, 10 hours, I mean, heads in, head in books and laptops and computers ready for exams at the end of this year. So I thought, like, I need some interaction here, like some human interaction, some human contact. So yeah, I went along. I was a little bit nervous, um, as I was when I joined Clevedon for a very short period of time when I was over Bristol Way. So I just really wanted to, I guess, take myself out of my comfort zone. We talk about this a lot on the show, don't we? And, and not in a physical sense, in terms of training, but actually just being around new people. Now I'm fine with new people. I'm pretty outgoing. I'm okay chatting to people. But this was like a, you know, a big group. It was something totally new. And I think being a running coach didn't actually help because I sort of wanted to take my coaching hat off, leave it at home and just go and join the club and not get overly involved in a coaching sense. Does that make does that make some sense to you? I mean, nobody knows I was coach. Makes complete sense because you do, obviously what you do professionally you you is your big hobby as well. So you love running and you do that for a, a living as well. And like you say, you are kind of, I guess, really quite isolated where you are and what you're doing and your lifestyle and everything. And, you know, just to kind of like take a break from that work element that professional side and just you know engage in other people who have the same interest and enjoy doing that together that of course that makes complete sense yeah 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 and i think a lot of people wouldn't do that i think you know you said that it's harder to establish friends when you're um when when you're of of the the age that we're at um and I think you're absolutely right. And I think it does take some balls, actually, just to go, oh, you know, I recognise that I need a bigger friendship group and I need to know people who are, who, who live around. Uh, and, uh, yeah, so absolutely, you know, hats off for you first for, if you, for discovering that that's what you need to do. And then secondly, actually doing it. That was the first session. That potentially the hardest part is actually just going and doing it and getting involved. And I'm sure there's people listening to this that can relate that maybe aren't a member of a running club but would like to be a member of a running club. And I I like the control of, of like controlling my own sessions. So I like that element as well. So that's another reason that I'm not a, I suppose, through and through a super club person, meaning it's not something I've, I mean, I've rarely been a member of a club. And it's for those reasons, don't particularly like running in the evening necessarily. I, I like setting my own sessions and that flexibility. I don't necessarily, not necessarily looking for the the education in terms of training although I don't know everything it's nice to hear you know the coaches there and their viewpoint of course just like with some of the coaches we have on the show but it was just about getting out there out the comfort zone getting stuck in and now I need to make it like a regular thing because you're not going to establish a relationship overnight and and, and I chatted to Martina about this when I got back because we were saying like you can't just expect oh well I've been once and why not have friends now I don't understand I'm not going out for coffee with anybody I didn't arrange anything I, you've got to just keep going and going and it takes time to build and grow relationships so that's my thing at the moment Pete to just throw myself into the club not necessarily every single week you know two sessions a week that they do uh, but just throw myself into it and see how that goes so watch this space but talking of social interaction there's another big reason that it's why it's been a bit of a funny couple of weeks and I'm super excited so funny doesn't mean bad by the way but obviously joining the running club also 
I get to meet up with you, Pete. I get to meet up with a lot of my runners. And we're all going out for food up in Derby in the East Midlands this Friday. And I'm super excited for that. That's going to be amazing. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. The only time I've hung out with the um, performance community, your guys who you coach, um, was uh, was in Manchester. And that was when I was uh, dead on my ass because I've been running around like a lunatic in the day. So uh, to actually, you know, not run around like a lunatic in the day and then have a few beers with you, like that'll be, that'll be delightful. It's going to be awesome. I'm travelling up on Thursday, so staying with your good self. Thank you very much for hosting me, Pete. Have you, are you sort of breakfast in the mornings? What, what, what have we got? What's going on with the breakfast? Um, it's it's going the... to be a, a vegan delight, a vegan bacon ah. and vegan okay. sausages, um, which are really nice nowadays, actually. And um, okay. and we can have an egg as well, because we've got some chickens, so I'm cool with that. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. I'm... I'm <laughs> <laughs> so you went down the vegan path there and then you just threw an egg into the mix. I'm not yeah. quite sure where the connection was I know. necessarily. But I mean, it's fine. It doesn't have to be a connection. I'm not really a savoury breakfast kind of guy, to be honest. I prefer the sort of sweet breakfast, you know, porridge, that type of thing. It's fine. It's okay. I just... Well, Cocoa Pops. Cocoa Pops, then. <laughs> I'm just happy that I have somewhere to stay and I'm not sleeping in a tent on Mark Eaton Park. I'm very happy about that. <laughs> but Friday is going to be awesome. And talking of nerves and out the comfort zone and getting involved, me with the local club, Wadak, Winchester Running Club. But... I know some of the people that are joining us on Friday, some of my runners, and of course I won't mention any names, but I know some of them are a little bit nervous about meeting up because I coach people, we've got people all around the world, we've got some people in Saudi Arabia, we've got people in Mexico, and obviously can't all meet up, but people in and around the East Midlands are going to get together. They don't all know each other, by the way. Now, we have a WhatsApp group, so there's a lot of energy and a lot of buzz in there. It's great. We all support each other. But it can be a bit nerve-wracking meeting people for the first time. So I've been I've been doing a bit of nerve-settling over the past few days as well, just saying, look, guys, this is going to be absolutely awesome. So there the, are the, the a mix of emotions, a little bit nervous, but obviously very excited to be meeting up and getting involved. So, yeah, can't wait for that. Just knowing that you've got clients in Mexico, Saudi Arabia and all over the world, I do question why the flipping venue is Derby, because, you know, what, what, what happens here? I definitely overlooked that one, didn't I? That needs a, a bit of a rethink. I think, look, Derby this time, <laughs> uh, and then the next one... Who knows? Mexico. <laughs> For the show notes and video content, go to runningwithjake.com forward slash podcast. Running with Jake, the podcast. Today's guest is Billy, who is the co-founder of Life Jacket Skin Protection. And these guys are on a mission to halt the increase in skin cancer, something that is so important to all of us as runners that spend so much time outdoors. Billy is on the show today talking to us to give us some tips, advice and his thoughts on how we can look after our skin, not just through the heat in the summer, but all year round. Billy, good to see you, my friend. How are you doing today? Likewise, really well, thanks. How are you? I'm all right, thanks. Yeah, you know, a bit warm. A bit warm, isn't it? That's the hot topic at the moment. It's a bit crazy. I mean, it's summer anyway, as we record this, but we know in the UK, as we're both based, it's pretty roasty-toasty at the moment, and it's a hot topic... Uh, particularly for, well, for everybody, but particularly for runners, active people getting out there, not just running, of course, but people spending time outside, especially if it's how they want to spend their social time, their free time away from work, their downtime. They don't want to be, like, hindered through weather and stuff like that. It's difficult at the moment, isn't it? And, you know, it's great to speak to an expert like yourself, and I'm really interested to get into a little bit more of the backstory behind Life Jacket Skin Protection and kind of how you guys came about with the idea. But in your experience... Do you find that outdoorsy type people like runners, do they, cons- do they consider kind of issues with skin and looking after themselves? What, what's your general feeling on that? I'd say it's pretty mixed. The, 
because runners are healthy, active people who spend time outdoors, they generally are quite considerate about their health. And the skin is a big, or is your biggest organ, in fact. So they are quite considerate, but they aren't that used to thinking about skin as something that, that they need to look after when they're, particularly when they're running or when they're outdoors. So I'd say they're slightly better than most, but that's a low bar. It is a big um, issue and and, I th- and an important issue, uh, particularly where health and safety comes from. But, but like you say, you know, how easy is it to kind of consider these things as well? I think uh, runners typically by nature are quite driven. They've got goals and aspirations and they're probably focused more on, you know, the best shoes to, to wear that's going to avoid injury. And how can I get the most out of my training and sessions to be able to achieve my goal in the marathon or half marathon or whatever they're working towards? Just how important is it to look after our skin we speak to quite a lot of pro athletes and they say i mean you speak about the marginal gains of which shoes what you know which vest what you know what to wear what nutrition and stuff we speak to a lot of pro athletes who actually say you know i don't want to burn on a run because you know a lot of the blood then rushes to the skin which is taking it's just coming away from the lungs or it's not pumping around the body but also you know, if I burn on a training run, say, before a race, then during race day, you know, I haven't slept that well because every time I moved in the middle of the night, I woke up, I didn't have great sleep. So that's elite performance, but clearly, or, or non-elite, it's sort of everyday running performance. And a lot of people care about that, whether you're a pro or not. But really, damage happens the moment you step outside to your skin. Your skin's your body's largest organ, and it's the sort of defence mechanism between the outside world and your body. It is the it is the sort of the barrier, and so we're really focused as a company and as a brand on protecting that barrier, so people can go out and do the things they love without getting damaged, without you know losing sleep, and just making sure that they can maximise performance. I mean, that's massive, isn't it? Skin is the largest organ. It's quite obvious when you really think about it. If you think about the kind of surface area stuff, but I'm not sure how easy it is for people to to have in mind like all the time when they're making decisions when it comes to to looking after themselves when they're outside and, and when they're running it's funny isn't it because i think we, we speak a lot about or we hear and read a lot we see on the news about looking after ourselves in the sun and i don't know whether people think more about when they're on the beach when they're spending a lot of time you know they're all day on the beach then we need the sun cream but actually it's when you're spending time out there running doing the thing that you love when you're potentially exposed you know that's so so important Oh, what what kind of differences are there in considerations? What are the specific things to consider for runners that are perhaps doing long runs at the weekend, that are spending a lot of time in the heat? What things do they need to consider when it comes to protecting their skin? We try and divorce this this discussion from the sun and the beach because really, if you're a runner, whether you're in running in the UK in December or whether you're running in the middle of summer, UV light is touching your skin. So as long as it's light outside, there is UV light touching your skin. That's probably the most important aggressor, we call it. So, like, and I want to be, I want to focus on having fun and being outside and running and doing things that are cool outdoors. But it's important that, you know, we talk about the science, I think. And so 95% of light from the sun that touches your skin every single day, all year round, the level of this sort of UV, which is UVA, does not change throughout the year. And that's 95% of all light that touches your skin. And so that's why I say whether it's December or June or July, whether you're in the UK, Australia, it doesn't matter. That UVA 
is a big proportion of what is attacking your skin and that UVA goes deep into the skin. It's quite low wavelength and it goes deep into the skin and it can damage the proteins underneath the sort of the sort of outer layer of the skin, the epidermis, and it can damage the proteins that can cause all sorts of different levels of damage from just you know aging effectively because those those proteins give your skin structure and if they break like a tent it just collapses and that's what wrinkles are but also it can cause some cells in the skin to multiply which can lead to cancer and that's you know as a brand we're so focused on trying to stop people getting cancer that's our mission and we do that by encouraging them to protect themselves so that sort of that big that's why we try and divorce this discussion from the beach because we culturally particularly in the uk uh, always think about sunlight in june or july or august when we're on holiday and think about you know the 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 uv that burns your skin and that's uvb light and that is the five percent that is left so 95 percent of uv light that touches your skin is uva all year round same level UVB is the one that peaks in June and July and causes your skin to burn. And that's the one that we all think about when we think of protection. That's the one that, the, you know, the government's talking about now in this heat wave and sunscreen and wear sunscreen. But really the thing that people, the elephant in the room, we call it, is this UVA that's just there all the time. So if you're a runner, we would encourage you, it, it might sound bonkers to you, but we would encourage you to protect your skin all year round and block UVA light. And it could just be, it's not just if you're a runner, to your point, it's if you're just walking the dog, you're you know, going to the pub, you're walking to the work. Incidental UV exposure is damaging your skin all day, all year round. And it's, I know it's boring and it's, it's a bit like flossing and it's a bit tedious. We're just trying to protect people. There are other aggressors at different points in the year, but the one that really we're obviously talking about now, given we're in the summer, is UV light, both A and B. That is the main aggressor. But in winter, if we were talking about, if we were having this discussion in winter, I'd be talking about other aggressors um, that attack your skin because it is that barrier that we're trying to, or we want runners and, and all people to protect all year round. And you say, you know, it's good to have a chat and, and fun, but, but actually this is very real stuff as well, Billy, you know, and you guys are clearly on a, a, a very focused mission to halt skin cancer. And, and, you know, let's be honest, how important is that to stay healthy and well and fit? Like you said earlier, that's why runners train predominantly is to feel good, both physically and mentally, of course, and achieve goals and all those kinds of things. Let's look after ourselves from, from, from the inside out, from the outside in. Hugely important. So you talk about we're having this chat in summer, obviously, and, and you make the point of, look, this is important all year round, okay? You know, UV light, different levels of, different amounts of. Can, are we saying, you know, you talk about protect yourself when you walk the dog. Can this can this accumulate? It, does the risk get worse if the more we're exposed to it? Or does it have to be, you know, can it be in little amounts? Is that safe or not? Or does that kind of build up your, uh, I suppose, ex- overall exposure to it, increasing your risk? The damage accumulates throughout your lifetime, which is why skin cancer is more common in sort of uh, as you get older there are some sort of uh, i don't want to alarm people there are some stats like you know five sunburns in your lifetime doubles your risk of skin cancer or melanoma um there are some alarming things but like we we just want people to go outside and protect themselves but definitely to your point the damage is accumulative because it's just every day little by little um and 
you know, just going back to my earlier point, whatever your motivation is for protecting your skin, whether it's I want to I want to be able to perform as a runner, so I don't I want to get good sleep, I want to make sure that I don't burn during run and during a run and the, the, the oxygen in my blood system is going to the right places where I need it, not to burn skin. Whether it's cosmetic because you don't want to look older earlier because UV does is eighty percent of what causes skin aging, or whether it's health and you just don't want to get skin cancer whatever your motivation is that they are the three main things that you know skin protection can can really give you and so having skin protection as an extension of your kit bag as a runner you know and making sure that you protect your skin pre-training pre-run all day you know whether you're not running and you're just you know walking to work just stick on um, uh, some S- a moisturiser with SPF is the sort of nicest way to do it because it's the Swiss Army knife. It's two for one. Uh, we just think that it's a, it's a it's a it's a good way to live a healthy lifestyle. Why are you you so passionate about this, Billy? What what's what was your story into this? So there's three of us who started the company, the brand, and Jono, one of them, was uh, diagnosed with colon cancer in his 30s, and there we had. John and I, a few other friends who got different forms of cancer, all guys actually, and we found out one day that two men die of skin cancer for every one woman. Skin cancer is the most common cancer in in the world actually, and it's also totally preventable. I mean totally, it's 90% preventable. And that's why we're talking, right, is to try and help people prevent this happening. So we just decided to shake the tree a bit and make products that people really liked, that, you know, were high performance, that didn't cause your eyes to sting, that you could wear all year round, use education like we're, you know, having this kind of discussion now to try and get people to protect themselves. And we think it's going to be a 10-year mission to get people to protect their skin every single day. But really, um, Jono's diagnosis and our friend's diagnosis uh, and seeing young people get ill just made us think, well, let's try and start a brand with a bit of a mission and that has a bit of a purpose um, and that tries to help because we were active. We love being active. Um, I'm not a runner myself, but we're, we've always been active, outdoors, sporty people. And just trying to, you know, help people who spend a lot of time outdoors was really combine that sort of passion for what we like doing outdoors with something that uh, helps people was it's just how how it all came together really i mean and the passion clearly comes across and how important is the message right and also you know a huge positive from my understanding you talk about 90 percent, but from, from what i know it's one of the most treatable forms of cancer so let's do what we can to to prevent this and as we say it's not just about that obviously that is the most important thing when it comes to protecting the skin obviously we want to stay healthy keep doing what we love so much our activities but there's those other benefits as well that you talk about you know kind of uh, minimizing sunburn and, and the aging process and all those kinds of things massively important i hear a lot from people you know and i must admit billy i i think about this myself so i recently come back myself and my girlfriend from skiathos i actually really love running in in the heat i quite like the challenge of it obviously i like to stay safe and things like that wearing the right light colored clothing you know got the sunglasses got the cap top up the electrolytes that i lose the sodium through sweating all that sort of stuff when it comes to sun cream i'm not always the best and 
sometimes I'll just apply it, and I'm you know being very honest with you on the show now in this chat. I, sometimes I'll just apply it like you know on the shoulders and the arms, and it's a bit like you know it's not super specific, and I just kind of use normal sun cream as well. And I think, and I don't know here whether in my mind I'm like, oh, well, I don't, you know, I don't want it to hinder me sweating and sort of block my pores up and you hear these different things. Is that a, a concern for people? So I guess I've got two questions, really. Does it hinder sweating and your ability to, to perform and run? If you're, are, you, are you clogging up the pores through using cream and protecting yourself? And my second question is, if you're doing a longer run, do, do you need to reapply this stuff? You know, people doing like super long stuff like ultras, or can you kind of just put, you know, one dose on if you like one bit and that's okay i i know that i'm here sounding like such a misery guts but listen billy you're not don't worry about it you're not a misery guts no but i just i don't want to be like the guy the dentist right <laughs> but <laughs> you know if we say reapply after two hours that's the that's the golden rule you've got quite dark skin and uh, naturally which means you would you your skin would start to burn let's say and you might not see burn it might not be red but there would be damage um, erythema it's called an erythemic reaction on your skin that you might not be able to see or you you know when it's burnt and red you would see it but that would start to happen after 10 minutes and let's say you're using an SPF 30 that gives you 30 times 10 minutes which is 300 minutes of protection that's what the SPF rating means and that SPF is protecting you only against UVB light um, so, you know, I, I spoke about that earlier. But that means you have 300 minutes of protection. But if you're running and sweating, that the sunscreen is, or the, what sits on your skin, that level of protection is going to degrade. If you, Imagine you go and swim, the same. If you towel it off, it's, there is going to be a natural level of degradation as it sort of just comes off your skin. And so... We're, we're quite anti, and I will be quite bullish here, we're quite anti any brand that says all-day sunscreen or one use or, you know, uses the word block. That's just not good for a consumer to hear. So we would encourage you to reapply if you're an ultra runner. You know, use that maths I gave you earlier of, you know, let's say you will burn, if you're very fair, you might burn in five minutes. You know, looking at your skin, it might be close to 10 minutes. That multiply that number by the SPF tells you how long you'll be protected for. So an ultra runner, absolutely, who's out there for a long, long time, should reapply um, as, you know, as often as two, two and a half hours, depending on their skin. So yes, I would say reapply. So that was your second question. To your, your first question, we made high performance products specifically because, you know, explained we are outdoors active people and we were very strict. We spent two years developing our product. I don't want to talk about Life Jacket too much, but um, we did make products that we have found endurance athletes and professional athletes use and enjoy because it doesn't it doesn't cause sweating. It doesn't cause stinging in the eyes. It just means that people can go about doing what they're doing. But, you know, when you explain your, how you apply it, you know, I should say any exposed skin is what needs to be protected. So in the winter, it's probably just your face and the back of your neck. In, in the summer, it's obviously your arms, legs. Um, you know, any exposed skin is good. And I would also say clothing, if, if you're just not someone who likes putting stuff on your skin, you don't like greasy, rich creams, not that ours are, but some are, or, you, you, you know, when you spray, you're just not sure it's hit your skin, 
There is clothing that blocks the sun as well. There's a lot of running products that are quite mesh-based to encourage breathability, of course, but the problem with the mesh is light can get through it. And so there are, there are fabrics that actually block the sun as well. So they're worth looking out for. That's, so if you're a runner looking to block the sun using clothing, look for the terminology UPF, which is the equivalent of SPF for fabrics. But that's a nice, that's a nice way to protect your skin if you're not someone who likes putting something on your skin as a runner. I think that's massively useful, actually, Billy, this chat. And it's a bit of an eye-opener for me as well. You know, you're talking about kind of basing it on your, your skin tone and kind of how many minutes it might take you to start that kind of burning process and multiply that by the SPF. That should give you a bit of an idea of how often to reapply. It's just having that awareness. And sometimes it, it takes somebody like yourself, an expert, and, and I really appreciate, actually, you, you know, I don't want to shout about our brand too much. And I get that. But you know what? You're clearly so passionate about it. And it's great to get that information across not only to kind of remind people as well but also give them practical stuff on look this is how you can understand and work out for yourself how often you need to reapply this stuff and also looking at some different ways that works for the individual like you say not everybody kind of loves creams all over the body or whatever like you said some are more greasy than others and others and these kinds of things but actually you can look at combining that with some clothing as well so you you know it's making it work for you but ultimately staying safe and that's what we're talking about here right I just I want to make sure that we add value as a brand to to runners that we don't offer these products but definitely consider your eyes as well and, and you know you said what you wear glass in a hat which is great but you know your hat your head is sort of just a beacon for the sun so make sure you're protecting your head um whether you have hair or not you know if you're running without a cap make sure you're protecting your head with something and and your eyes especially like uh you know we don't we don't do sunglasses but you know the retina and the eyes are so are just as sensitive to uv as the skin so make sure you know we should all wear we should all wear sunglasses more often than we think because uva uh, going back to my point earlier uva is everywhere every day so you know you know sunglasses are really protecting your eyes are, is seriously important obviously um so they're just i would just add those two things as, as runners to think about Massively useful, Billy. And, and while we've gone down this path, sort of giving those tips and tricks and thoughts on how to, to stay safe in, in the sun, not just the, the sun in the, the summer as we think of it on the beach, as, we, as we, we mentioned earlier. But yesterday, where are we? The weekend, Sunday, I did a run, long run, uh, just went out on my own, very hot out there, very warm. Uh, looked after myself, you know, the cap and the glasses and things like that. But I actually ran in the in the woods. There's a really nice place here called Farley Mount, which I don't know hugely well. I did a bit of mapping on the old ordnance survey, and I thought I'm gonna have. I took my phone with me, kept myself safe, you know, told Martina while I was running and stuff like that. And uh, just to stay in a wooded area, and I wasn't completely out of the sun, but it gave me some respite, and therefore listening to you it gave the skin some respite as well because i'm kind of sheltered for i don't know at least th- you know a third of the run if not a half of the run so that's probably another good way of just keeping yourself safe when it comes to sun exposure yeah definitely the old mantra of you know don't go outside during the hottest hours seek shade protect your skin like okay that's not actually practical because we want to go outside um but yeah seeking shade is obviously a good one protection is a really important element of you know making sure that you're not getting damaged but one of the reasons that so many people suffer from skin cancer because it's just not diagnosed and so we would really encourage detection so we talk about protection and detection check your skin as often as three months if you can 
there's ways to do it. You can use apps to take photos. You can go to a doctor and have a skin check. But just look at your skin every three months. Get your partner or use a mirror, but really check your skin because things might crop up that you know can just get removed quickly. And as you said at the start, this is so treatable. It really is treatable, provided it's caught. And so just make sure you, if you see anything unusual, just the doctor won't mind if you're wasting their time. They'd rather you go and check it out because that's what so many people do. They ignore things and it just it's just left too late and that's really that's actually probably more important than protection protecting your skin i'd say so just just everyone check your skin nobody does it but check your skin every three to four months if you can billy thank you so much for coming on the show and talking to us today i've loved it thank you very much running with jake the podcast as an exclusive offer for podcast listeners you can get 10 percent off uh, life jacket products all you need to do is go to lifejacketskin.com and add the code running 10 at the checkout and we're going to link that code and the life jacket website on the show notes page which is runningwithjake.com forward slash podcast and now it's time to take another one of your questions it is hashtag ask Jake. Today's question comes from Sarah who wants to know how she can increase her confidence when running downhill off road. She often finds that she's holding herself back through fear of tripping and she wants to really work on this ability and her confidence. Sarah, I completely get that and I think something that is so simple but can really help is make sure that when you are running downhill and particularly off road on trails that you keep your head up but look down with your eyes. You want to stay composed and balanced and you can often offset your posture and therefore your technique just by tipping that head forward, looking down at the ground. So keep the head up, but keep the eyes down and read the path in front of you. And what you will find is as your confidence builds in time, you will be able to look further and further ahead of you on the ground to make sure you can negotiate those lumps, bumps and tree roots. Sarah, I hope that helps. If you've got a question, it's hashtag AskJake or you can drop us an email at podcast at runningwithjake.com. It's the end of the show. It's the end of the show. Very sad times indeed. But this has been your weekly dose of running motivation and the positive news is we will be back next week and in fact by next episode we will have met up with my runners in Derby which I'm very excited about and I may have been to another Wadak running session who knows actually that reminds me Wadak 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 what are you wearing on Friday and what's the weather like in Derby I've not checked what are you wearing man? me mm. are you really gonna, are you really asking me what I'm wearing on Friday I'll be wearing pretty much what I'm wearing now oh, I think unless God, this shirt man. smells too much under the pits I mean if I'm going to have a sniff and if it's if it's good to go well, it's good to go it's the mixing house that we're meeting at the mixing house at Friargate I've never been there I think this is a new place I've never been since I've well I've not been in Derby for a long time so I'm looking forward to this just just check please check the forecast check if there's a dress code and just check those armpits, man. <laughs> All right, then. Whatever you say. I forgot how flipping high maintenance it is going out with you. I forgot about that. If you're out there running today, have a good one. See you next week. Oh, and one more thing. Today is your opportunity to build the tomorrow that you want. 